Welcome back to 30-ish going on 13. I am back, you guys. It's definitely been a while since I was able to do this, and the past June and July have been busy and lazy and just overall unmotivated to do anything. But also, I was very, very distracted by the World Cup. Uh, not an excuse, but also, I spent a lot of nights drinking with uh, friends and watching all the games, and it was my first time, and it was really exciting. And so, I guess I didn't find the content or the need to go back into this, but I've been on a catch-up spree this past couple of days, and I thought, no time like the present, it's a Saturday morning as I record this, and for some reason, despite not sleeping the earliest, I woke up at like 8am and I'm like, alright, we're gonna do this, so cracked open the laptop and hooked up the microphone, thank you again siblings for the wonderful gift, and here we are. Today, I will, I guess, give the state of affairs for the past two months. I actually had a cool, a really nice chat with my friend Sophie, who visited back in June. And uh, I guess a bit of a sharing about this article on unfollowing the ex on social media, which is, uh, when I read that, it was quite happenstance, but I'll get into that later. So thanks again for sticking in, sticking around, and thanks for dropping by. So in June and July, I decided that I would delete, or at least get off the one app I was left on, which was Bumble. Right before I was about to delete it, I ended up chatting with this guy, and we ended up going out twice. It was two very interesting and, like, entertaining dates I suppose really uh, the first one was a really quick drink and it was just nice because he was quite eager to meet up even if our schedules wouldn't match and so it was refreshing for someone to be straightforward and just like no let's make this work uh let's have a quick drink before we had our other plans so we did and it was a interesting one and I tend to bring my a game to these things of course because why shouldn't I and I guess the problem with being this very entertaining and jovial person is that it tends to be me, not necessarily overwhelming the conversation, but I guess I tend to be a little too entertaining. And so the other person gets maybe slightly overwhelmed. And he did say that I was funny and entertaining and didn't ex- he didn't expect to laugh this much, which are all good things. But I guess it doesn't leave room for me to understand whether I was enjoying myself, whether he was making me whether he was contributing to me having a good time. Nevertheless, we made plans to meet again, uh, and that kind of fell through because he had a work emergency, and then I was a bit bummed because it was very last minute. Uh, I was I, I got a bit cold, I have to say. But we both like decided to see each other again, so we made plans again, and the second date was also nice. But I don't know. Despite these two dates of sorts being at night and with alcohol on my side for some reason i keep choosing guys that are on a permanent detox Uh, it was it just didn't feel as datey or at least i tried to see if maybe this is really just how it goes am i so used to things going from like zero to 50 and like really like 
couple seconds and maybe this is how normal dating goes where it's a bit friendly but it just didn't feel like maybe he was looking for what I was looking for which is maybe dating dating it felt very different I wouldn't say friendly because yeah it was friendly but it wasn't say platonic I mean there was definitely I, I hope an attraction on both sides of sorts and he's very engaging and amiable but I guess that's that so it fizzled out of course not of course but it did fizzle out and after two dates I was just like okay never mind so before deleting Bumble there were a couple of I guess men that I was speaking to and you know it moved on to WhatsApp and we were talking there and but no immediate plans no no plans to make plans so (laughs) I guess the the break has been very good the World Cup has been very distracting and it's just been interesting I don't know when I'll be installing them again I'm sure I'll cave at some point but it's been a nice break to just focus on myself a little bit and still hear about lovely things and lovely stories from my friends I've had stories of people breaking up. I've had stories of people getting together. And it's just the world goes on. And maybe August, maybe things will take a turn. Who knows? But yeah, June and July have been nice and quiet and confusing at times. But overall, I think I've hit that steady where I'm just okay and appless for the first time in a long, long time. Let's see how that goes. So I read this article. I don't know. Oh, I remember how I got to this article. But uh, I was following this Instagram artist called Alec with Pen. And he has these nice, funny cartoons, and it was interesting and funny, and then I stalked his Instagram as an artist, so not, not too stalky. It was, it was public. I was looking at his Instagram, and he turned out to be not bad looking, so I was like, alright, let, let's follow this guy. Anyway, he was a part, apparently, uh, he's in a relationship with another artist who also has a really funny and nice Instagram, so I started following her as well, and they were such a cute couple and all that, and then I went onto her website, uh, her name is, uh, Shelby Lorman, and she, uh, I think she is awards for good boys, or something like that. I think that's her Instagram handle. Anyway, she ended up writing this article. I guess I was on her site, and it's, it took me there. And the article she wrote was, Why it took me seven months to unfollow my ex on Instagram. And it was super interesting, because up until that point, I was following. I was still following the last guy that I kind of went out with. And every so often, I check whether he's still following me back which is strange because I'm a public account and he is a private account and so right after I read this article I checked and lo and behold he no longer follows me and it was just really really funny it hit me hard it hit me quite hard because I thought that first of all I was the one who walked away and then we kind of got back in touch thanks to Instagram and then now it's 
and after a couple of like talk I guess some talks I guess he realizes that I am a lost cause and then he unfollows me which definitely stung it hurt like crazy I remember I, it, it's so silly but I know I'm the one that walked away but it was nice to you know see how he was doing and see what, what he was up to and it really hit me hard that I spoke to some friends I messaged the circle of friends separately the, the, the girls that I had been you know talking to about this guy and you know I was like wow it's done and it's so happenstance I was just reading this article about unfollowing on social media and then that happens who knows he may have unfollowed me a couple weeks earlier but I was checking of course constantly because for some reason I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop anyway it happened and I was pretty sad for a couple days weeks to the point where I actually deleted Instagram for like a hot second point moral of the story is uh, thank god for the world cup because then all the world cup content made me kind of interested in using instagram again and definitely got me distracted uh and didn't make me as sad anymore but it definitely hit me hard and which is funny because we hadn't been speaking and yeah we would i would like a photo he would like a photo and whatnot but I guess that is that and there goes the final nail and he beat me to it in a sense that he did the unfollow and I just followed suit unfollowed suit I don't know if it took seven months maybe I should have done it earlier I don't know but I never really thought to do so until he did so that's all right other things, though, on social media, it's funny because suddenly people that I went out with maybe once or twice and never really spoke to anymore started adding me on social media. Uh, two of the guy, well, did the other guy? No, one, one, one guy that I went out with late last year and saw again early this, like way early this year, added me on Facebook after months of radio silence and I was like oh hello <laughs> it was a pleasant surprise we uh, haven't really caught up yet but uh, I mean that's social media for you 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 get all these weird signals and I sometimes an ad is just an ad and it doesn't mean anything else but it was definitely surprising uh, and then a dude that I matched with on Bumble who we never we 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 WhatsApped a bit, but nothing ever came out of it. He started following me on Instagram, and I was like, "All right." So, I don't think these will really lead to anything, and I don't know if there's necessarily signals of something or nothing. But it was just funny because it definitely got me around to messaging and being like, "Hey, fancy seeing you here," and all that. And <laughs> it's just. When I'm not saying that the, the door was closing with the unfollow, but these definitely feel like windows opening in a sense. With like, oh, look who's still alive, and I guess that's the the funny thing about social media. You just I I'll, I'll try not to read into it too much. Do you unfollow? Do you untag? I I've been lucky that I guess I haven't really 
been in a relationship or tagged anyone too much on social media for it to kind of like haunt me. Uh, time hop and like Facebook on this day are enough to bring me back to cryptic tweets that I've done, but so far, no untagging, unfriending on my end, well, except for this instance, but yeah. Social media, an added layer of complication. (laughs) So it's always been a question of mine, sometimes to friends and to colleagues and whoever else I speak to about relationships of like, how do you know like he's into you? Because sometimes I'm like, does he like, I wonder if he likes you or I wonder if he likes me or would he show it or whatever? Is is it, is this a signal? Is this is not a signal. It gets all confusing to me. But then upon hearing, I had this friend that I was speaking to and she was just telling me about this dude that, well, clearly, at least to me, based on what he was doing, that is at least it seemed very clear in my head that he liked her and so this led me to the belief that if a guy likes you he will let you know I know that's like very simple and it maybe is a little bit too generalistic and maybe some guys are different or whatever but whatever based on what I've heard from all the friends that have gotten together with someone regardless of how shy they were of whether they were going through a breakup or it was just not timing or whatever, they let the girls know they like them. And it's interesting because uh, I'm always thinking, is that a mixed signal? Nope, not a mixed signal. He's just really not that into you. And there's that entire movie and the entire book about it, and I should probably reread it to just drill it into my head. But it's interesting because one of my friends was... I was talking to her, and she was telling me, so she had this guy friend, and, well, friend or colleague or whatever, and he was just making all these excuses just to see her. So he was here on, like, a holiday or, like, on a work visit, and he made up this excuse. So he was staying in a hotel, but he made this excuse that he needed to do laundry which a hotel clearly cannot do. Maybe more expensive, but still. Um, he made an excuse that he was like, hey, can I come over? Because I, uh, I I need to do laundry at her house, at our house. And it was just, I was like, all right, I guess he wants to do laundry. But when he did come over and did laundry, I could see that he was just shooting like, like arrows into my friend's eyes. And it was interesting to watch because she was like, no, no, he just wants to do laundry. I'm like, girl, why would you make an excuse to do laundry just to see you. And true enough, uh, I think like that afternoon she comes home and she tells me that, yeah, you know, he told me that he liked me. And I was like, girl, I could see it. What guy would make an excuse to do laundry at your place if he wasn't into you? Which is, I guess, a good sign or indication for me. And I guess what I learned from that is that I just shouldn't bother thinking, oh, do they like me? Do they like me? Because they'll let me know. And, well, so far, no one has. But hopefully one day someone will. And I won't have to second guess or I won't have to be constantly thinking, oh, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Maybe, oh, because he did this or, you know, he messaged or he didn't message or it took him so long because I guess, I I don't know, 
I think I'm probably quoting from the he's just not that into you book, but one of the reasons there, regardless of how a guy's temperament is, if he wanted to be with you, he would just tell you in maybe not so many words, but he would make you know at least. And that kind of clears a lot of headspace for me to not be worrying or to not be overthinking. And it's going to be hard because I love overthinking. And I love, I have a podcast. <laughs> I love discussing the, you know, the minute details of every move and everything else. But in the end, it really doesn't matter because I can only feel so much and do so much. And they will have to let me know. Conversely, though, there is that other school of thought where why not say it as well? Not, I don't know what camp I fall in. I definitely, I do both. I, I've done both. I've done the second guessing. Does he like me? Does he like me? And, and never doing anything about it. And then there are also those times where I just go for it and I say, I like you. And it hasn't given me the best results. Not, I don't think it's because I was forward and I scared them away, although that is a perception that the girls should just wait for the guys to say that they like them but I'm still hopeful I think that one day if I do like someone and I want to see how they feel then they would hopefully tell me or not tell me whether they do like me back I don't know that hasn't it hasn't worked for me in a sense that no one has none of the people that I've said I like them has reciprocated but I don't know is it because I scared them away or is it because they just didn't like me to begin with which is probably the latter I, I'd like to think it's the latter I would like to think that the world will match me one day with someone who wasn't afraid of me expressing my feelings first I don't know I really don't know what, what do you guys what would you do let me know whether you're in the uh, I'll just wait for him to tell me he likes me but also wait not wait meaning like I'm waiting around second guessing because we've established we shouldn't bother with what second guessing what they're thinking but at the same time do you just also say how you feel if you're sure about it it's so confusing I think I'll be in the wait and see but wait and see how I feel and if I do feel strongly about it tell them but not wait around for them to tell me they like me because I don't want to second guess anymore and I don't want to wait around anymore so yeah that was confusing tell me what you think I don't know clearly I'm not the expert on this and now I leave you with a conversation I had with my good friend Sophie. Sophie and I went to the same university. We had the same course and we bonded over all things. All things. She came to Singapore for a bit and I really wanted to get her on the podcast because I've always liked her love story. Love stories. And we I didn't have my mic with me. So I didn't have my laptop either. So we did like a walk and talk where literally we walked from the bar to her hotel, which is around maybe like a 15-20 minute walk. 
<laughs> and it was interesting. Uh, maybe the audio quality isn't as great, but I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Alright, this was a totally impromptu recording because uh, one of my friends from college actually just messaged me maybe a couple weeks back saying that she would be visiting. And I'm like, all right, all right. And June has been sort of a very lazy month for me. And so this week I was, I was looking forward to meeting her, that's for sure. But I wasn't quite sure what to expect. It's always so much fun to meet her. We got it, just when, saw Okay, and there you've heard her. So actually this is interesting because we are recording this after just one drink at a bar and we're both a bit tipsy because we're old and we're walking back to her hotel. So it's a walk and talk. Yes. Yes, this is a walk and talk. So I just, I, I guess as an intro, we went to college together. We weren't blockmates, but we bonded really, really well. And I saw her through some boyfriends back in college. Was I think it was two boyfriends, two boyfriends in college. No, I think it was just one official boyfriend. And Whatever. The other one was just, yeah. There was there were, there were two guys yeah, in college, yeah. and then two, yeah. and then to another guy. Now that she's happily with, and we'll talk more about him later. So I want to say hi to my friend Sophie. Sophie, thanks for joining. Hello, Patty. <laughs> so nice for you to invite me to this podcast. I feel so privileged. I don't think you invite everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I invite my good friends who have great stories, and I have a lot of great friends with great stories. But it's so hard to get someone who's willing to talk. Because everyone's a bit shy and I'm, and I'm really talkative, so you ask the right exactly. Person. And one thing Sophie isn't is shy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we've actually discussed a lot. We we talked a lot about things over dinner and over drinks. And I thought that this would be the perfect person. Yeah. So this is just like, a recap. This is just a recap. So everything we're talking about here, maybe we've talked about it a while ago, but like whatevs. You know, we're gonna pretend yeah. it's the first time, and everyone gets to listen to it as well. So, Sophie, yes. how are you? Uh, I, I know you have some news to update me with uh, about, I don't know, future plans for you. Would you want to share that with everyone else? So, there. And <laughs> I'm, I visited Patty because I have some news to share to her. And now to everyone that listens. And now to everyone. So, I'll be leaving this August for the Netherlands. I'll be taking my Master's in International Law in The Hague. That is amazing! It sounds legit. It's but super I'm legit. Not, you <laughs> are not, legit. But I'm not yet legit, but hopefully I will be legit. They wouldn't be giving this, this to anyone who, I mean, The Hague, I'm not sure what happens there, but it sounds super serious and it sounds super like legitimate and like very lawyerly and like, wow. I'm just glad that I'll be taking on this new adventure because I've never been abroad. Like, I've never lived abroad. Well, no one's well, really ever lived abroad, longest. exactly, until they do it. And now you're doing it. Yeah, so I'm just really happy that I finally did this after years of planning for it. And now I'm doing it. And that's super duper awesome. And not to eclipse on this wonderful, wonderful news, which of course is like, I'm not, to, I, I, in no way am I trying to minimize the gravity of my pride and how happy I am for you. but. Who are you going to The Hague with, Sophie? So I'm also, so I'm taking my master's together with my boyfriend. Ah! 
<laughs> yeah, my boyfriend of six years. <laughs> exactly. And this news was like, I think yeah. this is like the bigger news for me, of course, has very like skewed priorities in life about what I'm happy for. I mean, I mean, I'm super happy for you and this wonderful like educational experience. But oh my goodness, how awesome is it that Neil is also coming along? I mean, no, he's not coming along. Technically, you're going together yeah, because we're going you're together. both. Yes. Um, we're taking the same course but different tracks. So we'll be taking some few classes together. But I think we'll be special. We'll be taking specialization classes separately. This is just like Elwood's, except it's a happily ever after. And like, I think it's part- also happily ever after for Elwood. So I mean, also, be a part three. yeah, exactly. There's a part three. So we'll know. We will know what happens too. I wonder if Luke Wilson will like, you know, revive his role I and think, all that. I think she ended up with him. Hopefully, I, mean, I know they ended up together in my heart. But the point is, you are like, when I found out you were gonna be a lawyer, number one, I, I think thought you were surprised. I normally was I surprised. I was like, oh my goodness, Elwood's. This is this is like, what's happening, <laughs> and. I'm just super happy for you and super happy for this new adventure for you. So, like, how long have you been planning for this? And, like, I mean, as a couple, like, how did you guys figure out that who got who got the news first? Or did you guys both apply at the same time? And, I mean, how did that work out? Huh, well, after law school, we really didn't plan it. I mean, we really didn't plan it way, way ahead. Mm-hmm. But for the last couple of years, it, it has really been something that it has been on our minds. Mm-hmm. So we started planning for it maybe two years ago. It just seemed, it just so happened. And so far, I mean, we're so fortunate yeah. that we are on the same track. Okay. Because some, I mean, some No, but different, guys, yeah, but different specialties, right? Yeah, different specializations. Because I, my track is more into, I like working with NGOs, with developmental organizations, with yeah. developmental projects, while he is really more into the litigation aspect of being a lawyer. How awesome it is, is it that The Hague happens to have something for everyone? Who knew? Yeah, I mean, who do? Like, I mean, how did you know, though? Did you, like, research this shit? I did research on it. I applied to three schools in okay. three different... Three different countries. Yeah, countries. Different countries. Yeah. yeah, they're countries. <laughs> <laughs> so I applied to Switzerland, U.S., yeah. which is New York. So I applied to... I mean, like, I thought of the cities. I thought yeah. of international cities where there is a lot of um, international relations work going on yeah no, but that's super exciting i mean number one i can't even imagine the process of applying for this but then like i mean you've been with neil for six years now yeah. and like to have that conversation of like okay we'll both take this test or whatever i mean i don't know how you apply for shit but yeah i just maybe as i told you earlier i yeah. thought that you know maybe it's time to go on a new, on a new adventure i think we have yeah. already exhausted all our career opportunities in Manila. Okay. So we thought, I mean, we we all we have always kind of been interested in doing public interest work. Okay. But that kind of work is really, I mean, the, the job opportunities for that kind of career path is quite limited back in Manila. Okay. So we thought that maybe, you know, after like three, four years of working in Manila, we thought, you know what, maybe it's time to try. To try like, to try to take it further, to try to broaden our career experience by going abroad. Yeah, no, what, what, what really is, I think, let's take, taking a step back here. I mean, I'm super duper happy for you and for Neil, and yes. I've met Neil maybe a couple times now, and yeah. the last time was at Mimi's wedding, and it yeah. was just what I like I about like I do, it's, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I've met very briefly the other boyfriend, and 
I kind of saw the other guy picking you up at school yeah. <laughs> and dropping you off at like Com 100 or whatever Com we were yeah. taking at that point. But with this, with Neil, it just felt different and it felt right. I want, I'm not even in this yes, relationship. Yes, 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 but yes. based on the way you talk about things with me and the way you told me stories, I, I guess I saw the transition of you going through kind of like heartache and whatnot. Yeah. To this guy that somehow, I mean, it wasn't easy, that's for, and it still isn't easy, but it just felt different in a good way. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, of course, I could say so many things about how different Neil is from those two other guys, but then... Who will remain, who yeah. will remain unnamed. Who will remain, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, hello, if they're listening. <laughs> like, what are you the can odds? never tell. You I'm going to get, like, this is going to hit so big one day that they're going to yeah. listen to the archives of this and just wait for that second when their name is mentioned. Yeah. Of course not. Okay. So anyway, I can say so many things about how it is different yeah. with Neil because he's so different from the other two guys. But then I think the biggest difference is that I was different. Like I, I changed. I changed as a person and I met Neil at the time that I really changed. So I mean, it's not how did you change? the guy, it's me. I mean, I think a woman in her 20s really changes a lot. I mean, like, you know, right. you know what I mean? Right. I mean, when you're in your early 20s, your priorities are different. And when you reach your mid-20s, maybe to your late 20s, don't, many things change. Of course. The things you thought you want in a relationship might not be the same qualities that you look for or, or you'd realize that you actually need. Can you give me examples? Examples? Well, maybe, well, maybe with the two previous guys that I dated, I was in that stage where, you know what, I have to pick off those, all those boxes. That, what were the boxes? I think like someone that my parents would like, someone who, who came from the same background, someone, you know, someone who, look, someone who looks cute. I think Neil looks cute, well, excuse me. Well, Neil, yeah, Neil, yeah. Neil looks cute, right? but, but when I met Neil, it wasn't actually his looks that attracted me to him, right? <laughs> it was his brain oh my God. and this it, is, This is something that he wouldn't want to yeah. hear. Because Neil, he will, never yeah. listen to this, I think you're the most handsome man. Yeah, because like, he will be like, why weren't you attracted to me? Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the most important thing that he Yeah, of course. Anyway. So I think your priorities change in a way that you are more open to. You know what? Why not? Like before, I, uh, when, like before when I started, like, like why should I date this person? I asked why. Like why? Like th why? What does he have? Why should I? But okay. then I think with Neil is that I was in that stage where I was like, you know what? Why not? Like it's so different. <laughs> but why not? And the I thing think, is, and that I opened, mean, that yeah. opened it up so much. Like that opened my eyes to like a new way of thinking. And maybe that, yeah. So but it's did you? Way, my change of. What, what, what no, 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 it's really a change in your perspective. It's really you? a change in my perspective. No, and I would not have that kind of change in perspective if I didn't had a failed, I mean, if I didn't fail in that, in that previous relationship that I had. All right, all right. So Something he's like really that. trying to hit me where it hurts here. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think, and that's great. I'm super happy for you that you did find this, like... I mean, but this if, change in yourself yeah, that you were then, able, but more than just change in yourself. And finding someone yeah, that you can change, that you, that you constantly evolve with. Exactly. So the thing, you have to find the other person first also. Uh, yeah. I mean, not first, but it's an also. And I think also, that's yeah. what I was discussing with you is that, I mean, I've seen you through a couple relationships and you've known me just since like college and stuff, but you know that I've also been on this crazy quest 
And it's not that I'm changing myself for anything. I mean, I'm of course trying to improve on myself, yes. but it just, it always makes me like, whenever I see old friends who have evolved in their relationships or in their life. So I ask them, like, what have you done? Like, what did you do? Cause it's like, I know that there is no formula and it will happen when you least expect it or whatever with a, but for me, it's like, it's so difficult for me to fathom like, when, how, why? I just don't, I don't understand what I could possibly do better or what I could, you know, improve on to better my odds. Cause it really just seems, at least for me, I, I find us a very similar personality. Yeah. I find that we're both strong-willed and, you know, we're, we're full of life, I suppose. And I, I just really have fun hanging out with you. And it's like, I'm not, it's not a jealousy of sorts, but I guess it's just more of like, you do find benchmarks of people who you have, who yeah. you find to be similar. Mm -hmm. And so if I find that if it can work out for you, like why, what, what, what is different? Obviously a lot, but like, how, how can I replicate this kind of success? I suppose it sounds super strange and silly and like, a bit desperate yeah. to be honest but it's just more of like i'm just i'm just super curious and it's so yeah. like listening to your love stories and listening to friends love stories hopefully gives me some insight into how i can i don't know glean some sort of i don't know master plan or whatever well yeah. that is a really difficult question <laughs> i know i know no, i'm not i'm not I, and, it's hypothetical it's also difficult to, to not sound self-righteous about this when you answer this but yeah. i can only speak from my own of experience. course and that's what i want to hear and it's just that i don't know maybe i think it was at that stage of my life when i was open when i was finally open to a lot of new things like a lot of new experiences and when i met neil i think it was at the right time that i was open like I, like I told you, I was asking why not instead yeah. of why. And I think that that is a big shift in perspective that helped me really welcome, welcome this new relationship. Yeah. No, no, no. And I'm super, I mean, it's timing. It's, it's, a, lot it's of, a lot of, it's, it's a lot it's of things. Really, but for me, I believe it's really timing. Timing. It's really when you are ready and the other one is ready. Okay, well, I guess it's timing. I just don't know when that'll happen for me. And with that, we're gonna take like a very, very short break so that this doesn't get too heavy. And we'll get back in a bit. All right, and now we're back. And we're nearly home, actually. So halfway there. we're halfway there. Uh, I guess I wanted to bring up this other thing that I thought was very interesting. You had mentioned, you had asked me if I had watched the movie Arrival. Yes, the one starring, I think, Amy. Amy Adams. Amy Adams. And yes. I think, what is the other guy's name? Was it, is it Mark? Or, no, it's that not Mark. That guy is born. That is not Matt Damon. Yeah, it's, it's Renner. It's Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. There okay, so Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams in Arrival. Yes. And I heard it's amazing, but I have not watched it. Boss for effect. Oh my goodness, that guy is cute. Yeah. Yeah, but also see he is taken. So we're just walking <laughs> past Scott's Road now and we just passed this gorgeous looking guy who of course is holding hands with a beautiful girl, as is the fate of most handsome guys here in Singapore. Okay, going back. So well, anyway, you told me to watch about you yeah. told me to watch Arrival. Yeah, so I, 
so I have been raving about this movie Arrival to like anyone who hasn't watched it yet, right? <laughs> like I'll ask people, like, have you watched it? Have you watched it? But you know, I always bring this movie up every time someone I know is like worried about what she's what he or she is accomplishing or what he or she is not accomplishing at this time or age or what is not happening in his or her life yet. But what is so, well, at least my takeaway from that movie is that sometimes maybe you don't have to look at life in a linear manner. Like, like your life is not from point A to point B and what you have to achieve at this point, at this point B, point C, point D. And that for me was kind of, maybe because when I watched that movie, I was also like, you know, very pressured to get married. Everyone's getting married. I'm always the bridesmaid, never the bride, feeling that way. At in least my there's life. a groom to be, diba? Right? <laughs> anyway. Counter blessings, girl. Yeah, so yeah. for me, is that, you know, like we all have yeah. these same insecurities yep. about what we are Supposed achieving, what we are hitting at, what mm-hmm. targets we are hitting at this point in our lives. And I thought that movie was great in like making me see life in such a way that you don't have to like you don't have to compare yourselves every time to other people in terms of what has already been achieved by them at this point in your lives ugh I hate you Sophie you just like hit the spot why are you so smart that's why she's a lawyer going to the Hague no no Um, no (laughs) no but but for me that was like you know what after watching that movie I felt like there that shift again in myself thinking you know what it doesn't matter when I will have that marriage, that official stamp, that official paper, that um, official status. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter when. As I just know that I will get it at one point. But you know, I mean, that's the perfect example. I mean, the perfect quote for that is that you can have it all, just not at the same time. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be married at 30, have babies at 35, and have a house. No one wants part. babies at 35. Just kidding. Yeah, but, no, but I, mean, I get you. Yeah, that, that is like my takeaway from that movie. So. Goodness, who knew? That movie was about aliens, right? I did not know you would pick up something so deep from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Actually, it's so funny because like one of the people I recommended that movie to was like, you know what? I didn't quite understand it. I didn't quite get it. I didn't quite get the message that you took away from it. And I'm, and I'm like, maybe it, it is because like it is at my stage of my yeah, life. Yeah, where you needed you know, that. You know, sometimes like you know, like the director, like any director of any movie, will not want to tell you what the meaning of that movie is and wants you to have your own interpretation of that art, that wow. painting, or that film. I think that that's my interpretation because I was at that stage of my life when I wanted that kind of. Look at us, mascom girls talking about like film theory and. <laughs> are you are you proud of us film students? We yeah. didn't take did you take film 101 or something? I did not though, but I took script writing, which like We all had script. to take script writing. Wait, I, I right? took this elective on film script. Oh writing. I did not. Alright. Yeah, with like oh. most of the other actually I first met our blockmates through that course. No way. Through that elective. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. we watched a lot of movies there, so I just learned a lot of like well not really com theories, but I really you know, I think it was more of what was thought there was really film appreciation. Which, that really film which we writing. already have and love. All right. I mean, I, I, I don't, I am very grateful for the life I have and the experiences I've gone through. And I try my best on a daily basis to not compare myself to most people in all other aspects of my life. But for some reason, when it comes to relationships, I definitely do 
not necessarily benchmark myself, but it's just more of it's hard to not it's hard to not look at the other side. And, and I don't know if you agree with me, Patty, but it has been so much harder not to compare yourself to other people, especially with social media. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I goodness, I've unfriended so many people. It's not even funny, but it's just more of like. I, mean, I guess for me yeah. it's gotten so insane. Like for me, like you know, when we were studying mass comm, when we were studying in the College of Mass Communication, it was, you know, we didn't even have Facebook yet. Did we have Facebook yet? We at the did. Time? We I did. Think we did, but we just haven't gotten on yeah, the bandwagon yet. Yeah, no, it wasn't as invasive or as all encompassing as it is now. Yeah. Wait, hang on, I have to check the map because I'm afraid we're lost. And we're not super we're, lost. I think we're in that place that inspired Crazy Rich Asians, like Tyersel no. Park. Is it? Is it? Like, no, this is not Tyersel Park. Good park. I'm sorry. Okay, maybe it's what inspired it, but this is not the one. Wait. Okay, we're still, we're still okay. We're still like there. We're right? still, wait, yeah, hang on. Oh, Godwood Park. Oh no, we have to pass through here. Okay, yeah, we have yeah, to, we have to walk back a bit. I think we have to go through that one. Okay. Because we, we shouldn't hit Godwood Park. Okay. okay. So now you guys know where we are. Okay. No, but I mean, yeah. I, I definitely agree that social media yeah, I know. We have to pass here. So we're just going to go through yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. good, good. Uh, but yeah, I think social media definitely is part of it. But I think it's just more of like I do keep in touch. It doesn't even with like the extended social network. I mean, maybe um, un subconsciously it does affect it. But I think it's more conscious with the way I interact with people and like my close group of friends. And where are we? Maybe we should pass yeah, here. Yeah. But I think you're, I mean, like, I think I passed through this. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Earlier. Okay. In the same way we, we passed through rites of passage. No, but I mean, it's just, yeah, I guess it's interesting. So I will, to do this for me is to check out Arrival. That's for sure. And see what kind of message I derive from this. And your takeaway from this is you're going to keep me posted on your fabulous new adventure in The Hague and treat me to some beer and whatever it is they serve over there uh, when I visit you soon. Thank you. No, thank and I you. Owe you. lunch or dinner. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, you, no, no, no. And no, so what you do is you have to bring a boy to that, yeah. a single, a cute single straight man to when I meet you at The Hague. Yes. Or wherever it is in Europe I meet of you. Of All right. Well, thanks. Thanks, Sophie, for indulging me as we get lost walking to your hotel. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully find it. And thank you for inviting your most talkative friend to this podcast. No, I wish you could and talk I some more. Most talkative I friend. think you are. I think I think we could definitely talk way more than this. But I think right now my objective is to get you home. Oh, thank you so, so much. So uh, I think we're gonna cut this a little bit short. But now you know that I figured out how I can record like remotely, right? Yeah. I know how to do that now. So we're definitely gonna do that. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Sophie. Thanks. And that's all. I'd like to thank Sophie for joining me as we got lost along Scott's Road. I am definitely going to keep that in because it was difficult to keep presence of mind and ask her questions, but also make sure she got home safely. Which, spoiler alert, obviously she did. So thank you again, Sophie, for joining me and indulging me on this little quest and this little exercise that I've got going on. I'll try not to disappear for too long next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.